Best Health for Us podcast for employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Best Health for Us podcast. I'm Elizabeth Meinhart, communications manager, joined by... I'm Jane Weiss, and I'm a dietitian on the Best Health for Us team. Hi, Jane. How's your week going? Oh, it's pretty good. It's nice seeing blooms coming out and warmer weather, not totally predictable yet, (laughs) but, uh, but it does make for at least, uh, nice views out, out of the window. Nice. Finding some time for some self self self-care this week. Oh, it's been uh, a little bit harder, but I have been uh, making an effort to have fresh flowers inside to, you know, that's just like a, a small thing you can do to to find something really pretty to look at and enjoy. And, and there's just something when they're fresh and, and in season, and that's a little treat self-care that I've done over the past week. Nice. Are you venturing to a local farmer's market or just grabbing them at the grocery store? Yeah, not yet on local, uh, farmer's market, mostly a mix of like some things from the yard and then some things that I've gotten from the grocery store. Oh, fun. <laughs> good for that. There you go. <laughs> yep. What about you? What have you been doing for well, self-care? With this past Sunday, um, my family and I did a nice little zoom call. My parents and I, and my aunt and uncle who live in Minnesota, we normally get together three to four times a year. Um, so obviously I haven't seen my aunt and uncle in over a year. Um, it was February, 2020, the last time we saw each other in person. And so we did a little family zoom call and, um, got to kind of check in. We do one like once a quarter, we don't get to do it much more than that. Um, there's 70 and retired, but some of the busiest people I know, uh, it's amazing how that happens. Right. (laughs) Um, so it was really nice to kind of get caught up on what's going on with everyone and just have it feel a little bit normal. I mean, it felt like it was a conversation over dinner on vacation as a family. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to kind of have that peace and that calm that comes with that. So yeah, really nice feeling this weekend. Mm -hmm. How many people, how many relatives are on that call together? It's just five of us in total. So it's my mom and my dad and my mom's brother and his wife. And then myself, um, that's a good number. Cause I've got some where it's just bouncing around people talking over each other. Well, and you know, mom and dad are on one and my aunt and uncle are on another. So it's only three screens. So that's oh, helpful that yeah. it's only three microphones, mm-hmm. but it was so funny because they forgot about it and we're in the car. And, <laughs> and so my dad texted and I was like, are you guys joining us? So my uncle wasn't driving. So he was in charge of figuring out how to make the zoom work on his phone. And he's not normally in charge of the zoom. So he was struggling a little bit. So we didn't get picture, but we got some lovely audio. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were well, on their way to a little resort in Minnesota that has all these like European master artists pieces. Oh, um, so they have Picasso's and Monet's and all kinds of amazing things. So they were on their way for a little retreat there Sunday into Monday. So speaking of self-care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing though, with the zoom calls, how that's evolved over the past year and people yeah. just didn't want to do that before, but now it's become such a indoctrinated part of our lives to, yes. <laughs> to connect with people. So definitely going to be interesting to see how that changes or stays the same over the yeah. next year or so. Well, and, and you know, the last call we had as a family, my aunt said, I don't know why we haven't been doing this longer. <laughs> you yeah. Know, she, for her, it was sort of like, well, we should be doing this every other month, whether we see each other or not. Like, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Pandemic has, has probably 
cause people to catch up more than they ever used to. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And like for someone like me who my parents are in Florida, I'm here in North Carolina and the rest of the family's in Minnesota. So Mm -hmm. if we're lucky, we see them every three years, unless it's the family that vacations with us, my aunt and uncle, but my whole dad's side of the family, we don't see very often. So it's like, why aren't we doing this more often? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah. really hopeful that that'll become a regular thing after, mm-hmm. like it'll continue after. So yeah, I think that'll be a good part of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have but to find a little nice silver to, lining. <laughs> oh yeah. It is nice to be able to connect with members of your family and, and friends that you, you just don't get to see very much. So. Yeah. 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 So speaking of, of ways to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. to become more resilient, That's a good segue into today's podcast. We are going to be highlighting, featuring the first class in our Stop Stress series, which is a four-week class that our health coach, health promotion coordinator, Shelly Owen teaches. And this class is just all about, and it's the, the title kind of says it all it's called stop stress. <laughs> and, um, and this is just figuring out when you feel overwhelmed, coming up with techniques and strategies, ways to cope with that. And, and there are really practical guides for, for handling it. And I think that it's safe to say this has got something for everyone. Yes, yes. <laughs> Since I think we can all relate to, to those feelings of, of overwhelm and in dealing with whether it's work-related or personal related stress, um, how to combat that. And I think that even if you're not in the midst of something really stressful, you can relate or take things away from, from this to use for, for times when you are. So we'll go ahead and pass you on to stop stress. So what is stress? How are we feeling? Let's just take a moment to kind of chat about it. Well, this is Amy. For me, it's sense of just constantly being overwhelmed and it manifests itself in physical symptoms like a stiff neck a stiff and stiff shoulders just kind of feeling down about myself I think exactly anybody else want to piggyback on on that anything else they're experiencing I'll throw myself in here my name is Ariel and I'm kind of in agreement with Amy stress is just kind of all-consuming um a lot of times I can feel stressed when I feel out of control or don't really know what's going to happen, which this past year has just been full of those things. Um, so yeah, I tend to get it in realms of like back nuts and tension and just thinking busy brain, things like that. Exactly. I feel for you there. So I heard both of you who spoke up there, I heard both of you kind of talk about some physical things that you feel like maybe um, tension in your neck or you know, some knots in the back or things like that. How many of you are pretty much working 100% remotely or maybe just only going into the office, maybe very periodically, but how many of you find yourself kind of maybe at a at-home makeshift workstation if you don't, if you didn't already have a, a workstation set up? Are you feeling any stress or or back pain due to maybe your setup at home that you weren't necessarily prepared for. I know we've been at home almost 10 or 11 months now, but do you find yourself seated more? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I like to recommend is if you're on, let's say one of these classes that we're offering and you don't necessarily have to have your video on, of course, I love to see your faces because I love to see um, everybody, 
But if you are more comfortable with your video off, one of the things I like to recommend is you can go ahead and stand uh, during the class. You don't necessarily need to be seated or any of your meetings that you're having throughout the day, your virtual meetings. If your video necessarily doesn't need to be on, if you're not really the host, um, that's a great time to really stand up, do some stretches, um, you know, maybe even some desk or table <laughs> push-ups or um, some squats just to kind of get that blood flowing, give your back a break, stretch those legs out. Um, so I'm, I'm very big on um, encouraging everyone to exercise and make sure you're fitting in time for that movement. It's very important. Um, I know for me personally, working from home has been a huge change in my life. I've never worked remotely before. I've always been an instructor or a coordinator um, who's been in person with uh, their participants. So being virtual has been a huge uh, change for me. Um, I have to, you know, carve out that time where I'm like, oh my goodness, my, you know, Sometimes we go, oh, my gosh, I wait till my back hurts to stand up. But, you know, try and try and take that time where you're, you know, if you have the opportunity and your videos off and you can listen to your meeting, that's a great time to really stand up and uh, stretch your legs, walk in place. Like I said, maybe do some squats or things like that. Um, but on this slide here, it talks about a quarter of Americans rate their stress level between eight and ten. So that 10 being, you know, our anxiety, our breaking point scale, right? Um, I would say with this last year in most of our lives, uh, especially when we had changes in, again, about working remotely, we're being sent home, we're having to, you know, log on to virtual meetings instead of, you know, being able to maybe shoot a quick email. Um, things of that nature, but, you know, not being able to spend time and, and have those outlets with our families and friends, maybe that we once had before, that's been pretty stressful too, right? Or maybe some of us who have kids who aren't in the classroom or at home. So we're trying to juggle our, our at-home responsibilities with children that may be at home, um, doing their online learning as well, or maybe a spouse that's in the house or a roommate that we're sharing our space with and they're working remotely also. Anybody finding that they might be <laughs> climbing the walls a little bit going, oh, I just wanna get away from this person. I mean, it happens, right? <laughs> oh, Janet got a new stand-up desk, so that's awesome. So if you don't have a stand-up desk, um, like I said, I recommend definitely um, trying to stand up as much as you can in meetings where um, you can have your video off. Um, what else are we experiencing? Any problems with sleeping? Yes, yeah. either the lack of or restlessness sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the feedback I get, and and to kind of piggyback on on the sleep class, but you know some of us are are having trouble with our sleeping. We're not resting very well. But then I've also had some feedback where, you know, over this past year, you know, our schedules have, have definitely been thrown off a little bit. And there's, you know, I've had people saying, I'm tired all the time. I'm sleeping way too much, right? So whether you're getting too much or you're sleeping too much or there's a little bit of lack of 
of restfulness, um, that is that is stress right there. And as many of you know, and I will touch on this probably several times, as I did in my other sleep in my sleep class, um, you know, our sleep is just as important as our fitness and our nutrition. It really is. Um, I I've told some participants this before, but I used to be one of those high intensity P90X, you know, hardcore fitness class person. Um, and I really didn't have any trouble sleeping, but I will tell you with um, COVID hitting and, and, you know, me moving here and just, you know, kind of that change in my life, uh, yoga has really helped me. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and, you know, join a yoga class or, or anything like that, but you know, just that daily relaxation, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, if you can just kind of step away from your computer, giving your eyes a break. Yes, um, doing some deep breathing exercises, maybe um, incorporate, incorporating some essential oils. Um, if, if you're comfortable with that, if, you're, if you don't have any sensitivities. Um, but again, just incorporating a little bit of movement is gonna take some of that away and um, you know just kind of calm that heart rate a little bit but definitely if you're able to do so i recommend taking that time away from your screen you know when you can whether it's even five minutes to get up and you know get something to drink or water or walk your dog or um, check on your kids with their school work or, or a loved one whoever that may be make a phone call getting getting just a little bit of movement in and today's a gorgeous day so you know anytime that it looks like this outside i'm going to recommend um you know whether it's the last five minutes of our class today i'll have you give those back to you so you can go and take a walk whether it's around your house or outside or around the block whatever you can do so let's talk about a little bit of positive stress so positive stress can be pretty good all right, most most of that sometimes we incorporate with some type of performance or problem or maybe some achievement, right? Maybe it's a presentation or um, positive stress, maybe, you know, watching our children or, or someone that we care about, a friend or a family member accomplish something. That's good stress, right? We can we can usually handle that and recover quickly, right? But those are good things. Those usually are pretty short term. All right, we don't necessarily have that. Uh, we may have some like butterfly feelings in the stomach, but it's not that fight, fight or flight or nervous or anxiety feeling that we may feel with our other end of the stress, right? Which is our negative stress. And so many of us here in the clinical um, and non-clinical, whether um, you work in, in clinical or non-clinical here in a hospital organization, We've all really had, I would say, a, a spike possibly in our negative stress, our, de our distress um, over this past year. And, you know, we probably had some of this before, but I would say last year was um, and into this year has been a little bit different. Um, so perceiving, you know, outside of our coping abilities, right? So we're looking and that's why we're offering these classes and and some of the other departments as well have have good resources, whether it's EAP 
for our resilience and well-being department, they have some great resources as well. Um, so Best Health really wants to promote, you know, if you're experiencing these things and you're feeling like, well, maybe, um, you know, this beyond this class, I'm, I still may need a little bit of a follow-up. So we certainly have resources and referrals, and um, most of you are aware of, of where we can refer you on to. Um, we also, Jane and I, our dietitian, um, Jane and I both also do one-on-one -on -one health coaching. So if you ever want to sign up for health coaching, that's a great way as well. Um, now, that's a counseling is a little bit out of our scope of practice. So if you feel like you might need a little bit deeper dive, you know, you can always um, touch base with EAP. So how's everybody feeling with their dealing with negative stress? How, how are, what are some good ways or some tools that we find helpful? So we talked about exercise a little bit, maybe some essential oils, meditation. What are some other things? Yeah, prayer, meditating, deep breathing. Absolutely. Massage. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Healthy eating. Do we feel like sometimes when we're under negative stress that maybe our nutrition choices may not be the best? always right we may we may make some impromptu decisions with our nutrition and that happens um but one thing i want to just kind of emphasize with with your nutrition i mean i'm not a dietitian myself but um you can always reach out to jane if you have any nutritional questions but um if you do slip up or you know you have one of those just junk food kind of days it's important to kind of not beat yourself up about that um, I know sometimes we just feel so guilty or like, oh my goodness, why did I go through that drive-through when I, I probably should have had something else. Don't beat yourself up. Just move on to the next day and, and start with a clean slate again. I always say a setback is a setup for a comeback. Okay. And, you know, this year has definitely been the epitome of, of comebacks, right? Anything else? Calling somebody? talking about it. Yeah, journaling, finding your hobbies that you love to do. Exactly. Definitely look for those positive things that make you feel happy, whether it's, you know, spending more time petting your dog. Len, I'm a good component of my dog's right here under my feet, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she's my touchstone. And our animals and our and our loved ones around us, they can sometimes, they're they're good. They pick up on that stress, don't they? So we want to try and um, use our coping abilities the best that we can um, to try not to have that energy. Um, but again, sometimes it's just out of our control, but we just want to um, put these tools in our toolbox, whatever they may be. Taking a walk, that's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I'll probably be going for a walk after class today just because it's so beautiful. Nice day without the rain. Okay, so I'm going to um, go ahead and move on to the next slide here. So sometimes what happens when we have this too much stress for long periods of time, um, that can kind of, you know, exacerbate maybe any um, feelings or conditions that we might be having. Um, so whether it's physical or psychological, um, it can kind of take a, a definite effect on those, right? So 
what are some things that um, we may experience with if if we're going through a long period if it's not just a short term you know maybe you just had a bad meeting kind of stress but this is something that's maybe a little bit ongoing what are some um, effects on the body you think that can happen from long-term stress any any ailments that anybody wants to throw out there headaches high blood pressure yes exactly depression mm-hmm mental well-being yes weight gain why do you think weight gain happens maybe with stress does anybody know we're gonna we're gonna get deeper into this here in just a few minutes but stress eating does anybody know what that hormone is down around our belly that increases with stress cortisol yes perfect so our cortisol uh, hormone goes up when we're stressed out so sometimes we're like, why am I gaining weight? I'm, you know, maybe you're not eating bad or maybe you are exercising and you're like, what the heck is going on here? So sometimes when that cortisol hormone increases, um, we have a little bit of trouble or we may see a little bit of bloating in our midsection. And this happens with both male and female. Um, unfortunately, females, we typically take the, the worst rap on that. But um, again, Let's counteract that with with our physical activity, okay? And just continue to try to eat that healthy diet. Um, what about our psychological well-being? We talked about some mental, some mental um, well-being, becoming under stress, right? Going to the doctor. But a lot of us are going to the doctor lately, and I know in our workbooks you'll see. Once you, if you don't have your workbook yet, no big deal. Um, but in the first chapter, it talks about 75 to 90 percent of doctors' visits are almost are stress related. So that can be your blood pressure, it can be your heart rate, um, it can be high cholesterol, um, it can be that weight gain. Um, a lot of these things are due to stress. So we want to make sure that we're trying to um, counteract these, and most of them, um, unless it's you know hereditary or things that are out of our control possibly but a lot of them can be controlled with our nutrition and our exercise so please keep that in mind and I'll you know me most of you who have had my class before I'm gonna keep stressing um, I'm not a dietitian so I won't, I won't give you the meal plan uh, low down Jane can always do that but I am gonna always stress physical activity okay so whether that's just taking a walk or getting up and um, marching your legs in place, just making sure that you're getting a little bit of activity in the day and, um, or taking a relaxation break too, letting your heart rate come down and giving your eyes a break from your screen. All right, so despite the stress connection, 33% um, of Americans never discuss ways to manage their stress with their healthcare provider. Does anybody think they might know why some people are reluctant to discuss this with their provider? Some of the feedback that I've received before is they don't want to be labeled, right? A lot of us, and I know, and this is not just here at, at Wake Forest Baptist, but um, previous companies I worked at before, um, down in Florida, I worked for another hospital, and I also worked for 
was the health promotion coordinator in a in a government setting, like in the for a county. People were terrified that it was going to get back to their boss or somehow get back to HR that they were experiencing these stressors. They were terrified that they their job might be affected. Um, so I know for sure I can tell you that that's not the case. Um, everything is extremely confidential. Um, and we're very protective of everyone's information. So if you ever do any one-on-one one -on -one health coaching with us here at Best Health, please know that everything is privileged and confidential just as it is with any other um, provider that you would see. Okay, so please don't hesitate to let somebody know if, if you'd like a referral or you're feeling overwhelmed to the point where, you know, we want to get that taken care of. Um, so we talked about most of the um, doctor visits lately have been stress related, okay? And then some of the effects that it's gonna take a toll on our body, right? So an absence of symptoms doesn't mean that there's an absence of stress. I mean, you have fear, but you know, people can't really see your fear typically. Um, that's something that you're feeling inside. Okay, your tiredness, typically not everybody's kind of seeing your, your tiredness, but um, maybe your anxiety, your dread, okay, things like that, that, you know, aren't always things that we can see physically. What about minor symptoms, um, you know, like headaches and stomach, stomach acid, possibly? Should we ignore those? It's it's really good to kind of think about them as maybe some early signs that we might want to keep an eye on. Um, I know a lot of people have migraines, but those aren't always caused by stress. Sometimes migraines are hereditary, but if you are a person who maybe is experiencing a little more stress than normal and you're starting to see um, a a more frequent occurrence of headaches or maybe even signs of migraines. Um, make sure you're you're taking note of that and that's something, you know, if you feel is becoming unmanageable or that it's becoming too often that you do uh, let your provider know about that. And what's nice about, I don't want to say the word, I, pardon me, let me back that up. I shouldn't say what's nice about COVID, but one of the things I guess is um, somewhat more convenient uh, is we have a lot of more virtual um, appointments that we can have now with a physician or a provider. They don't necessarily have to take time away too much from maybe work or, or personal life to go into a doctor's office, right? So that is one thing that's become a little bit more um, manageable and hopefully a little more convenient, I guess, um, unless you need to go in physically. What about exhaustion? So we, we touched on a little bit of sleep earlier, right? So maybe not getting enough sleep or we find ourselves maybe sleeping a little bit too much. Um, what are some things that we can do and this is going to be an easy answer, so let me <laughs> engage, please, if you want to. But what are some things that might help us rest better at night? 
or rest better during our sleep time. I shouldn't say at night because if anybody works a different shift. Exercise, yes, absolutely. My number one favorite. Ooh, look at you. I love that. Yay, limit screen time. A cooler, a darker room, right? So those are um, some major points that we talked about in our sleep, a power of sleep class. Yes, limiting that screen time before bedtime, right? So that was one of the things that um, was a major point of what we called a sleep thief in our last class. Yes, sticking to a routine is very important. So as we mentioned earlier, our routines have been off a little bit, maybe due to COVID and some different things and arrangements that are going on at home and at work. Um, but making sure that we're, we are limiting, you know, whether it's news, Facebook, social media, whatever the case may be, um, being very careful and mindful to kind of start limiting that screen time before it's time for you to lay your head down on the pillow. Okay, because believe it or not, um, that blue light, um, and, and there most of us have uh, a smartphone where we can turn off or turn on the blue light filter, I believe. Um, but limiting that blue light okay and that stress of what whatever we're reading i mean even if it's happy um it's just it's striking up you know that high energy in our brain and we want to start slowing that energy down so that we can rest so i won't go too much into that because i know we've talked about that in our sleep class but just to kind of touch on that being mindful of your screen time um if you feel like you're maybe taking too much into the bedroom, whether it's your cell phone, your tablet, your laptop, try to leave those maybe in another room if possible. Um, maybe using only your cell phone or an alarm clock if needed, but turning off any alerts that you may get for um, emails or anything like that. So you're not constantly, you know, oh, what's that? What's that? You know, you don't need to see what so-and-so had for dinner at whatever, right? <laughs> so being very careful of that. What if we're sleeping too much? Anybody finding themselves to be very tired? Maybe hormones are changing in our body. You know, a lot of us um, in the in the demographic that, that we typically teach to here um, for a lot of our classes, um, you know, we're going through a lot of changes in our bodies, whether it's menopause or, you know, kids leaving the house, things of that nature, our hormones are changing. Yeah, or we're bored, right? We're so bored. Um, maybe we're um, not going back to the gym yet or or things like that. A lot of things have still, still have a limited access um, with COVID. So trying to just find that silver lining and finding ways that wind us down, okay? So reading a book rather than um, being on your, your electronics is, is a good way or listening to that calming music, doing some meditation or some light stretching and watching what we're eating also before we head, head to bed. Because um, your nutrition is also important of your rest, okay? We wanna make sure we're not eating heavy meals or anything like that before we try to lay down. Okay, so let's all think about this for just a second. And you can write this down if you want to. Um, 
If you have your workbook, I think this is on page 13. If you don't have your book yet, just write down your number and then you can fill that in when you receive your book. But on page 13, it says, what is your current stress number? Zero being no tension or anxiety, and then 10, again, kind of being that panic attack slash nervous breakdown. So you don't have to um, put anything up or, or talk about it necessarily, but this is just something for you to kind of write down as your baseline as we start our class. And then hopefully by the end of the four weeks here, if you are up on that higher level of our stress scale here, um, we're going to hope to bring that number down um, at least below four is, is the goal. Okay. So, and anytime any of you want these slides that I use during class, I'm happy to send the slide deck to you also. Um, if you are a supervisor or manager of your team, these are great to share with your team if they're not able to um, take the class, but, you know, just maybe pull out a few of these slides if you want to use it with your, your department or your team. All right. So when we talked, I talked um, just a few minutes ago about fight or flight. All right. This is um, very popular. This has been around for years. So this is kind of our chemical reaction in the body of how we respond to our stress. I know many of you've probably heard this before. So what does fight or flight kind of mean to you? Yeah, it's kind of an adrenaline rush, right? So we're either gonna stand up to our anxiety or we're gonna try and flee away from it, possibly, right? But it's still gonna be there, so we kind of have to we need to find those tools in our toolbox to uh, work through it, right? And work through it in the most positive way that we can. Um, so sometimes when this happens, uh, we, we mentioned the adrenaline and the cortisol hormones that increase. Okay, what else starts to increase? Our heart rate, our blood pressure. Those muscles might start to tense up, right? And so I know um, a couple of you have put in the chat box, by the end of the day, you're mentally drained, right? And you're like, man, I feel like I ran a marathon because my, you know, maybe your adrenaline was rushing from um, a stressful meeting or, you know, a conversation you had to have, whether that's work related or personal, um, you know, that definitely takes a lot of energy um, out of our body. So our muscles tighten up. Um, things like that. But we want to try and, again, control these. Um, it's easier sometimes said than done. I certainly know that. Um, I suffer from stress too, everybody. So <laughs> don't think, you know, the teacher of this class doesn't have her stressors because she does. Um, but, you know, just taking that time, again, to step back, take a few deep breaths, okay? And and again, if you're in a meeting and you're feeling stressed and you're able to not have your video on, okay, stand up, march in place, you know, walk around the coffee table, <laughs> pet your dog, whatever it takes to maybe just take that moment to yourself and, you know, try and find some positive ways to bring that heart rate and that blood pressure down a little bit, whether it's breathing or just 
taking a moment to step away if you need to. All right, so here's just another little um, quick picture of some things that can happen uh, when we incur stress. So these are some physiological things that we encounter, right? So our lungs are working harder because we're, we might be breathing a little bit more, okay? Um, we talked about the heart rate, so our blood pressure, our heart rate may increase. Um, I know some of you um, talked about maybe, you, you know, some stomach um, concerns, maybe some acid reflux, or, you know, you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, the butterflies are just taking over. We tense up our muscles. Okay, I know for me personally, I hold my stress right in my stomach. So, you know, if I'm, and usually it's the negative stress. So positive stress, usually all, all of us can kind of handle those butterflies or, or the good feelings that we're having. But sometimes our negative stress can, can take over some of our bodily functions, right? Um, I definitely suffer from some, from a uh, sour stomach, if you will, when I'm stressed out. All right, and we talked about our hormones, right? Our, our stress hormone, our cortisol, that tends to go up. And then our adrenaline is what we're, we're kind of feeling with, you know, maybe the heart rate, uh, the blood pressure, or those butterflies um, with our fight or flight. All right. And like I said, usually with our, our positive stress, that goes away pretty quickly. Um, in negative situations, it usually takes, they say about 40 minutes, but everybody's different. So give or take on that 40 minutes. Don't hold that to a solid number there. We've already talked about our hormones a little bit, um, but also I just wanted to kind of draw your attention down here to the cortisol. But that can, our cortisol can also affect our blood sugar as well. So if you already have maybe any blood sugar concerns or any diabetes, uh, we wanna be mindful to try and do, use our calming tools so that our cortisol doesn't get too high because that can also affect our glucose and our blood sugar levels as well. So we wanna be very mindful of that. All right, we talked a little bit about stress and weight gain, so I don't want to go um, too much into that, but you know how it um, the cortisol can affect um, around our midsection. Okay, and we talked about our exercise and things of that nature that we can use to incorporate, right? Eating a healthy diet as well, and just trying those relaxation techniques to keep that cortisol a little bit lower so it doesn't get too high. All right. So I know we're getting um, to the end of our time here, and I want to make sure that we talk about any anxiety um, that we're experiencing. But um, have any of you done the peaceful pauses that have been offered? I know they have them like at 9.55 in the morning and yes, and then 1.55 in the afternoon. Do you find that they that those were helpful? You like those? Well, good. Um, I also just wanted to let you know if you haven't, um, and I can always take a screenshot as well and send it to any of you if you're not able to find it, but on our Best Health website as well, I just wanted to let you know we have, um, I think, 30, between 20 and 30 recorded relaxation uh, meditations. 
So if you're not able to find those, um, let me know. I'm happy to kind of point you in that right direction. But um, we do have recorded meditations as well. So if you feel like you've kind of done that peaceful pause before and you're looking for something maybe a little bit longer to maybe do at night or uh, we have those as well on our website. So I wanted to let you know about those, those meditations that are available. We talked about music, right? I personally love, I know it's a little bit strange and some people, you know, everybody's music selection is different. But when I'm having trouble sleeping, if I put on like swamp music, <laughs> like with crickets and frogs, <laughs> I don't know why, but that helps me. So um, play around with some some sounds or music that helps you relax. So whether that's during the day or before or as you're winding down at night. Um, yeah, sounds of summer, uh, whatever, you know, a lot, a lot of people like rain or wind or ocean waves. Yes, ocean waves are very calming as well. So play around with some different things like that and see, you know, what what feels good for you, what works for you. Okay, so we, um, I had you look at your sleep number earlier on that sleep scale. If you have just another moment, I know we're right at one o'clock, so I know you may have to get going, but I just wanted to do a real quick breathing exercise if you have time. But let's do a real quick breathing technique and practice before you head out for the rest of your day. If you're sitting, go ahead and sit up. I want you to sit up tall so that you're not slouching with the shoulders forward. If you're standing, that's fine also. Please feel free to stand. Okay. And I want you to go ahead and take one hand and kind of place it on your belly, maybe just around the belly button area. And then we're going to take another hand and place it just right here, maybe below that collarbone on the chest. If you want to close your eyes, if you're comfortable doing so, we can close our eyes. We're just going to take a few slow, deep breaths. So I want you to inhale slowly through your nose. Try inhaling to the count of eight. And then the same with our exhale through the mouth very slowly, like you're going to whistle, slowly exhaling, count of eight. Let's do that one more time. Inhale. Exhale. If you're comfortable just keeping those eyes closed, let's release our hands from the belly and the chest, allowing our arms to just rest either down by your side or you can rest your hands on your legs. But I want you to think about really letting your shoulders relax. So letting that tension go, allowing those shoulders to drop down away from your ears. Kind of pulling those shoulder blades back just a little bit so that our shoulders aren't rounding forward. And let's do another deep breath here. Good. 
When you're ready, lightly fluttering those eyes open. Okay. So that took about one minute. So that's a, a really good exercise to do um, if you want to use the, the belly and the chest to kind of feel your breath and start to feel that heart rate come down. It's a good way. Um, but also just letting your shoulders relax. Also maybe, you know, doing some very gentle stretching around the chin or excuse me, around the neck and the shoulders is always relaxing too. shoulder rolls. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Best Health for Us podcast. For employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health, employees can learn more at besthealthforus.com. That's besthealth, the number four, us.com. Non-employees can check us out at wakehealth.edu slash besthealth.